0: third shift presents the imposter's guide to gaming your quick fix for gaming news now here
1: are your hosts eric and matt what's up everybody welcome back to ig2g this is episode 42 i'm your host matt with me as always is eric what are we talking about this week we're talking about people with some dark sides we're talking about the dark sides that exist in like cthulhu stuff oh man that was a nice tie-in good job me you did i don't remember what eric's talking about i think pokemon and DLC, and then we're gonna be talking about weird stuff and then good stuff in the topic. Let's just get going in 321 go.
0: Number five.
2: First up today for your releases, everybody, it's the Marvel Spider-Man Turf Wars. Yes, another beautiful DLC for this game has arrived. It's one of three, I do believe. The second one is supposed to be a continuation. This one focuses on Spider-Man and Hammerhead, apparently. I don't even know who the hell Hammerhead is, to tell you the honest to God truth. That just shows you I guess I'm not a true Spider Man fan.
1: I'm picturing a guy with like a, a like a, that yes, triangle shaped he head.
2: He's got like a weird bulbous skull and it's all like you know, scarred up looking. He looks oh, like he has yeah I, like...
1: I think I was thinking of flat top from Dick Tracy, where he's got like the mm, just a okay. flat head. Yeah, I know you're so talking I guess about, yeah, I guess yeah. it must not be that guy.
2: No, a little bit different. A little bit different. <laughs> Anyways, He's apparently trying to take over the streets. There's his Magia freaking clan out there who's you know all gangsters and he wants to rule the streets so he's over there killing those guys. They're of course going, we don't like this. They're fighting back. They're using New York as their battleground. Well this is bad news for Spider-Man. So he comes in, he's gonna save the day. The the backgrounds are real ominous. They've got clouds in the sky. It's a real dark take. Apparently Spider-Man's like more somber, chill in this one. He's not like all quirky and happy. So who knows what it's leading to because you gotta play it if you want to find out. I don't know. All I do know is they added up a couple of new suits, one being a really cool cartoon looking one, which is super sweet to look at because it literally drops like a anime cartoonish Spider-Man into the world oh, that nice. they've built. Yeah. So pretty neat. Besides that, they got like a new enemy type where this guy's got like a shield and a jetpack and he flies around and tries to basically rhino you into the walls, uh-huh. slam into you and knock you off and knock you around. So a new type of baddie put in there. Also a couple new missions. There you go. It's only a couple hours from what I've been told, so it's not a real long DLC. And I've also heard that it's not quite as good as the heist. Mm -hmm. But what do I know? I haven't played it. I'm just telling you what it is and how you can get it, which is, of course, available at this very moment. So go pick it up.
0: Number four.
1: And hey, speaking of things that people aren't liking very much, which is the segue that got cut from the show. Thanks, Danny, for cleaning that up. I'm talking about Darksiders 3 next. This dropped on the 27th of November for 60 bucks, PC, PS4, and Xbox One, developed by Gunfire Games, published by THQ Nordic. It's Darksiders. What does Darksiders do? It, like, mashes up a bunch of different games all together. That's what this one does. But instead of mashing up, like legend of zelda and god of war like the first one did i never played the second one never heard a lot about it but i got the same vibes from that one this one kind of is a weird mashup of like metroidvania but also dark souls in a weird way and like little bits of like bayonetta or devil may cry in the combat so what you're talking about, a Metroidvania with a Dark Souls flare. You got big flashy combat, so you got the Bayonetta Devil May Cry thing in there. You got an interconnected map that you unlock different areas with, with different abilities that you get from beating bosses, just like in a Metroidvania. But the big weird thing that people aren't really digging about this one is the combat is always super intense. Like, if you start messing around with just, like, the regular enemies, they can still kill you in three hits because they level up with you just like in Eric's favorite game, Final Fantasy VIII. So you never get to, let just, like, crush enemies. You always got to be on your toes. You always got to be watching them. Bosses follow the same kind of suit. You got to watch the patterns. You got to get your good timing, get your good strategy. There's no stamina meter or anything like that like Dark Souls, but... Combat is brutal and unforgiving. you got to be on your toes all the time.
2: From what I hear, though, the the combat is pretty rewarding as long mm. as you have it in you. Because this is an old-school action game. Yeah. So it's, it's hey, look at this baddie. Look how he moves. He raises his arm, and then his he, eyes flash, and he's going to cast a lightning bolt at you. You start to know the tells. you got to make sure you jump out of the way at the right moment. Mm. Once you start understanding them, it becomes easier. And, of course, as your abilities and levels increase, you get more attacks, you get more spells, or more, whatever you want to call them. More tools to deal with the it, even tools, though they're still go. strong. Now, yes. so the,
1: one, the one thing that I did hear a lot about is that, you know, it has that Dark souls kind of combat, which is usually like a very small group of enemies, but from what I've heard and what I've seen, Sometimes you're getting like three and five enemies in there. So and they're all triggering their stuff all at once. So I've seen sequences where it's just like, well she gotta do five dashes and then another dash and then kinda hit this guy, but you gotta dash because that guy in the back and you gotta da- and there's not enough of like a like a bayonetta system where you dodge and then you have that free time of slowdown on everybody. It's just kinda mm-hmm. you just gotta keep doing it and there's no stamina to keep you from dashing and dodging around. But it seems like it kinda kinda wears on people after a while, is what I've been hearing.
2: Hmm. And I've also heard that the graphics are old-school, like, B-grade Yeah. Uh, yeah B grade video games, which is a I tier mean, you don't still, see very it much anymore. it still looks good, but... though. I mean, it still oh, it looks pretty good. It's it not, not no.
1: mind-blowing like what you see nowadays, but...
2: I just want to make people aware you're not getting a God of War-type, yeah. you know, quality of graphics from this. This is more of your B-tier, nice, solid structures, but just slightly blurry. You know, not no real fine detail to anything in particular, hmm. but... I love Darksiders. I love the original. I played yeah. a whole bunch of the second one. Never finished it. Doesn't mean it wasn't good. Just means I don't know something came out, lost interest. I don't remember what the heck happened. But
1: I will say the one thing that I did hear that was a little disappointing in this is the crux of the game is you're going after the seven deadly sins. They've been personified in these beasts and things. You got to go hunt them down and kill them. But what I've heard is you know there's this interconnected world, and like their individual areas aren't as unique as you would want them to be. Like, hey, here's this one's like a big plant guy, but it's just like bugs and eggs and things that you're fighting. Or, you know, Lust is over here. I'm sure she's a sexy lady of some sort, but I've been hearing that enemies are all kind of generic. And when you you think of Seven Deadly Sins, you think of Dante's Inferno, which had the hugely, like, totally themed-out levels with all the freaky enemies for each sin, freaky boss Mm -hmm. battles, even though nobody liked that game, but that's what put that in I like that me.
2: game, yeah. so I'm one of the few. I love Dante's Inferno, and everybody mm. can go suck it. Who didn't?
1: <laughs> but from what I've been hearing, I mean, it's still that Darksiders world that like, kind of destroyed Earth. No humans, just demons and angels battling it out. So if you like Darksiders, you're probably going to like Darksiders 3. Just be aware that the combat and like the whole kind of strategy and mindset behind it is going to be a little bit different from what you know.
2: And of course, lastly, I just want to add, if you have played the previous Darksiders, the story does continue in this one you true, will true. start finding out more of the story behind the whole you know plot and what happened and how a war was tricked da 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 yeah come I'm, on i'm man. making hey. a face because
1: nobody cares about yeah, the plot of darksiders nobody come cares
2: on. okay all right never mind whatever just go enjoy the game there if you, you like go darksiders just enjoy like the mentioned. game fine all right
0: <laughs> number three
2: so, you guys knew we weren't going to skip by this title, all right? We've got Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Yeah. Team, Team Eevee. Oh, that's what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, come on, Team Pikachu, man. What's no wrong with way. you? Oh, uh, whatever, dude. Whatever. You we ain't, ain't
1: friends any any no more. Hey, you, you know don't don't what? Have a Danny, switch. Danny, cast the deciding vote. Put your vote in right here. Right here. Click. Ooh.
0: Team Eevee all the way because Eevee is a cross between, like, a rabbit and a cat. And you can't beat that. Plus, there's, like, eight freaking evolutions. You
2: know I got it. It's
0: Evie. It's a cat.
1: Now, Evie's not really a cat. It's like a oh, weird. No, she's
2: a... no, she's like a cat fox thing.
1: Well, Pikachu is like enough. a mouse cat, like a cat, cat... mouse. No,
2: no, he's like a he's just a mouse.
1: <laughs> well, so she would like mice because cats eat mice. So they well, Pikachu maybe. sustains cats. That's true. How about how about P- mm. how about Pokemon? Let's go meowth. Danny can get behind that meowth is a cat. There
2: you go.
0: Meowth is a dick. <laughs>
2: Developed by Game Freak, published by the Pokemon Company and Nintendo, it was out November 16, 2018, on none other than the most beautiful system of all, the Nintendo Switch. That's the only place you're getting this, duh, it's a Pokemon title. I mm. shouldn't even have to say it. Anyways, so this game is basically a rebuild of the originals of Red Blue, you know, telling the whole story of that, you know, okay. except for they added in a lot of the yellow I think it was that had uh, where they brought in the ant the cartoon animation so there's um, the bad guys who are those two bad guys
1: team rocket man
2: Team rocket man there you go yep team rockets in there all the old Kanto, da 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 all the cities are all there now a couple changes from the original story here that they did and the original Pokemon was they adopted some of the stuff from Pokemon. Go. So when you're battling Pokemon, which, by the way, no longer just randomly appear in random battles, you can now see all the enemies and enemy types as they're going around the world map, Hmm. which I prefer that. I love being able to engage when I want to engage. And figure
1: out the the actual enemy you want to go pick up, yeah.
2: Exactly. So kudos to them for not wasting my time with random battles because you know what? Random battles can go bye-bye. So anyways, you get in there and instead of actually having to battle them with another Pokemon like you used to and then figuring out the enemy types and then countering, et cetera, et cetera, like RPG style, mm-hmm. they've dumbed it down with the Pokemon Go. You just throw the ball at the Pokemon and you get the Pokemon. So all uh, they'll move around on the screen. You take your Joy-Con. If you've got the Joy-Con separated, try to aim toward the Pokemon. If you got the Pokemon Ball, which is a like $60 accessory you can buy, mm-hmm. same concept, you just fling the ball forward. It's got a little uh, the button on It's actually a uh, D-pad or whatever for you to move around with. Mm-hmm. I'd recommend just playing handheld, though, and that's apparently what everybody else is recommending. And that one you just use the Joy-Cons as you would any other video game and move it around, tag the Pokemon, boom, catch them. So super simple to catch the Pokemon, but that's not really the point. The point is to get them and then, of course, level them up by and then fighting the trainers. And the trainers is where you do the old school kind of battle. They'll get on one side, you get on one side. You throw your Pokemon out, you fight, da da da, use abilities and skills, beat the trainer, work towards getting all the badges. Everybody knows the story of Pokemon, and I think it's got the only original 151 or whatever it is number of Pokemon in it. Mm-hmm. So people kind of are hoping that they add to that or if they're just going to wait till the next actual official Pokemon, which comes out next year, to do that. Who knows? All I know is you can get 151 or something like that Pokemon currently. And that's the whole point of the game, of course, is to go around collecting them all. You can find a rare Pokemon. They'll be, like, sparkling and stuff on the screen. You get yeah. those. You only get, like, one shot, then they disappear. First off, if you love Pokemon. You're going to love this. And if you have children, this is going to be a great entry into, first, not only just Pokemon... But also RPGs, because it's simplified, and put it's down to its basics for an RPG. So it's a great spot to get your kids in there and have a great time with it. And, of course, you yourself have a great time with it if you love Pokemon. I know somebody who has this who's going to play with their kid, too. It's like E-R-I-C with their kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Eric from my, work
1: is going to play it? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, that's it, that's it. These kids but, are a little old, cri- I think. Yeah, but, Christmas know. time, Christmas yeah. time, you know. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to this thing and hearing about it. Unfortunately, because I'm doing it as a Christmas thing, I can't open it and play it, so I'm like rah, sitting here waiting and in the meantime teaching my kids some other stuff, which I'll talk about in Third Shift next week. Nice. But it's a great title. If you love the old school Pokemon, you're going to want to get a hold of this. If you love Pokemon Go, you're going to probably want to get a hold of this. I love it. There we go.
0: Number
1: two. (sighs) So, you know, just like Pokemon Go, this is going to be the biggest thing this holiday season. You know I could not not talk about it. It's Octoon Cthulhu Tactics. Oh, yes. The biggest game Uh in history. You all have heard about it. You're all playing it right now. You're playing while you're listening to this. So... This dropped on the 20th of November for 25 bucks for PS4. I believe it's also out or coming soon to Xbox One and Switch. It's been out on PC for a little while. Developed by Auric Digital and published by Ripstone. What the heck is this game? It's basically XCOM if you go World War II and also Lovecraft. Basically what's happening is, oh my god, you know, the Nazis are... Investigating occult things, they start bringing forth Lovecraftian horrors. The Allies have sent in a group of specialists, but they get captured. Like half the team gets killed. So you're playing as four of these specialists trapped behind enemy lines, trying to figure out what's going on, trying to figure out how to stop it, trying to get to safety. So that's that's kind of where the some of the cool things of this XCOM-like game come in is that you have four characters. There's only four characters you're going to level them up they're going to get unique abilities, you know, unique stats, unique guns. They kind of look like they're like mystic types. Like one looks like a like a swami type. There's an Asian lady with a little dragon on her shoulder. I haven't seen the other two characters, but you have these unique characters with unique abilities and you're going through basically like smaller scale engagements than you normally do in XCOM. You're basically going through as a group in, during parts of the stages, like going around like a, like a map stage. And you're investigating and finding out, oh, maybe here's a side quest over here. Maybe here's the main quest. And then you, when you encounter enemies, then you move into that XCOM phase and the XCOM combat. The other cool thing about this is there's no permadeath for your characters. Like there is an XCOM, obviously, once your recruit is dead, that's it. Here, if if a teammate goes down, another teammate can run up and res them. Or, if you don't res them during that battle, you can... I don't know if it immediately happens, or if you have to go track down the side mission, but you go and you basically rescue them as they're on their way to the POW camp. So, you know, you can lose, lose characters temporarily, but you always have the chance to get them back. Now, one of the other cool things about this whole system and the spin that it takes on XCOM, if anybody knows XCOM, you can move and you can attack. And that's pretty much it. You have like two action points or three or four. Here you have 12 action points to spend among moves and attacks and special abilities and anything like that. So if you are behind cover, you're in a good position, your people can attack like six to eight times. Or fire off a special ability that lets them just keep shooting until the gun runs empty. So there's lots of interesting twists on that XCOM formula. It's not. It's not just... We took XCOM and just put it in here. You know, we, we've stripped it down to that smaller scale. You know, with your four characters, you got to make those more characters more interesting and more able to do things. Because you couldn't have an XCOM battle with four characters and to have 16, 20 enemies. It wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. So I've been hearing that that small scale is pretty cool, but it also makes the battles feel kind of samey because you're using the same characters, the same abilities. And kind of the hook of the game is seeing like the new. Lovecraftian horror. It's like, oh man, Shoggoths appeared, and here's like a twisted cultist version of this, you know, Nazi enemy we've been fighting the whole time. But the battles themselves, kind of just, you're kind of doing the same things over and over. Although what I have heard is the AI is pretty cool in certain instances where, if you know, you stumble upon like a lone enemy in that overworld map, that enemy can start like running to certain like the back lines and walk you into an ambush where there are four other. You know, enemy characters, or kind of like nice. I've seen, I've seen a couple gameplay videos of like a split party where your one guy is going all the way around here to the trees, and then there's this other enemy up there, while your other three are down here dealing with Shoggoths and all this other stuff. So, if you like XCOM, you're probably gonna like this game. If you like Lovecrafty and stuff, if you like World War 2 give this a shot. It's it's an interesting spin on some familiar concepts. And hey, if you put Lovecraft stuff into anything, it's gonna be better. So that's what this is. There you go. Octoon Cthulhu Tactics. I'm going to be picking it up. You're going to be picking it up. Everyone's going to pick it up because it's the biggest game of the year. I've already said that's it. That's right. That's it. That's you right. have it already. That's
2: what you cover. You find the biggest games, them games that everybody has to have. Mm-hmm. I will say I do love the idea of not the permadeath or at least getting the chance to get the character back. I mm-hmm. hate permadeath. Yeah. I hate that because then it's just so stressful and it's just aggravating because then you know if you just make one stupid mistake or don't anticipate one... Like gunner coming around and mm-hmm. it all of a sudden he mows down your favorite character and then you say, oh well I don't care how long I've been in this battle turn mm-hmm. it off and reset the whole stupid thing.
1: Especially in an XCOM game where you get RNG'd to death all the time. They yeah. say that is still in here too because it's the XCOM system you got dice mm-hmm. rolls quote fingers behind the scenes but, you know, if you know how to work that system, sometimes you can get around it, sometimes you can't. I think it'll add a little bit more fun to this game. There's, like, a stress mechanic where if your teammates are facing off against monsters too long, they'll start getting stressed out. And if bad enough stuff happens, then they'll start acting a little erratic for a turn or two. I've seen them, like, crouch down and, like, start doing, like, the freak out thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's like pretty the cool. Dungeon. Yeah, yeah. So adding the RNG stuff to that, it makes total sense. Hey, I'm fighting a Shoggoth. Maybe I can't hit him with a perfect flamethrower, you know, shot from across the map because I'm freaking freaking out. So yeah. it ties in thematically. So there you go. Don't even be mad when RNG just destroys you because that's what happens in Lovecraft
2: games. So what happens and, when you and and see giant monsters from some unknown universe that want to eat you?
1: Yeah, your whole marine just goes.
2: Yeah, it melts. Yeah. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So there you go. Boom.
0: Number one, the number one
2: this week.
1: Oh my god, we got a guest commentator. We got a guest reporter. Take it away, guest person. You
0: can do it. Hey everyone, it's Danny, and I'm here with your number one game of the week. And of course, that game is Fallout seventy six, developed by Bethesda Game Studios and published by Bethesda Softworks. It was released on November fourteenth to the Xbox One, PlayStation four, and PC. Fallout 76 is an online action role-playing game, and it is Bethesda's very first online multiplayer game. This game also features an open world that is quote-unquote four times the size of Fallout 4, and you can play solo, or you can play with up to three other individuals. But unfortunately, there is no cross-platform play, so you have to play with friends that are on the same platform as you are. Unlike normal RPGs, this game doesn't have a big story behind it, as there are fewer NPCs in the game. The NPCs are going to be other players like you on the same server. You do have all the basic things, like the other Fallout games, such as perks under the special attributes, which are strength, perception, endurance, charisma, intelligence, agility, and luck. Now this has kind of been fashioned into a kind of sort of trading card system where you collect cards as you level up and you can put the cards together to create the perfect setup for your style of gameplay. Now as I said this is an online multiplayer so there are other people in your specific server. For solo players the good thing is that if you don't want to engage in a PvP you don't have to. You take minimal damage from someone that is shooting at you You only receive greater damage if you fire back. Another change was the VAT system. In former Fallout games, it would slow down gameplay, so you could target the specific weaknesses, but since this is a live server with multiple people in it, you can't exactly slow down gameplay, but you still get to target vulnerable spots on enemy characters. Now in the future, there will be some downloadable content for Fallout 76, and all of it will be free to play. However, there is a online store for cosmetic and other things that you can purchase for your character. Though you can actually earn these through normal gameplay and you do not have to fall into the microtransaction hole. Now, I personally enjoy this game. It is definitely a Fallout game. It is a huge universe and I'm up to level 21 and I've probably only explored maybe a a sixth of the map however there has been a ton of criticism about this game and the price of the game has even dropped to 35 bucks. I think one of the major criticisms is that people are worried that this game will not be a solo player experience and I also worried about that too because I do like to play Fallout as a solo character. I have never had the desire to play it with other characters and I just wanted it to be just for me. As I've gone on and played the game, I've discovered that you can play it solo, however there are moments when you feel like you do need other players, or you just need to be OP. So I've been grinding in order to level up to the highest level so I can take on some of these missions on my own. Which is not necessarily a bad thing because it's really fun to discover the various points of the world... There's always some fun things hiding in places you wouldn't expect to find them. And that's what I enjoy about Fallout games. Another problem a lot of people have been having with the game is the multiple bugs. I'm not going to lie, there are many bugs. You will come across monsters that have not fully formed, are just kind of skating across the landscape towards you. You will also run into the game completely freezing and just bombing, in my case, the PS4. It doesn't happen as often as one would expect because this is such a behemoth of a game. And the few times I've streamed it, it has happened a little more often than it does when I play it not streaming. However, Bethesda is notorious for releasing buggy games, so I'm not surprised by the amount of bugs that I've come across in this game. But one can hope that these Glitches and bugs will eventually get taken care of by Bethesda, as they would with any other ginormous open world game. So aside from all that, Fallout 76 is definitely a playable game, so don't be afraid to try it. I think everyone is extremely critical of it, just because it's not what any Fallout game of the past has been. Of course, multiplayer takes it to another level, but that's how games are nowadays. They are multiplayer. And Bethesda decided to try something new, so you can't fault them for that. Having played the crap out of Fallout 4, I really was excited for Fallout 76 to come out, and I haven't been disappointed. Even with being underpowered in some of the areas in the game, I still enjoy coming back and trying to defeat enemies that have squashed me. And in most cases, I do end up defeating them because I come back with a better understanding of what I need to do in order to defeat high-leveled baddies. And hey, I always have the option of recruiting some people to come help me fight my battles. But if you guys know me, I probably won't. I'm just going to be a sneaky stealth character and sneak around the wasteland and snipe enemies from a far distance until they die so they don't murder me. So if you're looking for a ginormous open-world multiplayer experience, go pick yourself up a copy of Fallout 76 And maybe I'll see you guys in the wastelands. Imposters. topic of the day.
1: So, hey, for our topic of the day, we got some bad news and we got some good news. And we got some maybe what's going to happen kind of news. We're going to bandy this crap about. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about Telltale Games again. I know everyone's so sad and they're, they're sick of hearing about Telltale Games. But the first part of this news story is that some of the Telltale library has been taken off of steam as they're getting ready for their shutdown and going through their bankruptcy stuff, and it's only some of the titles. We're talking about The Walking Dead, Back to the Future, and Tales of Monkey Island, but other titles like Batman, Guardians of the Galaxy, Tales from the Borderlands, and Game of Thrones are still up. So I thought that was kind of interesting at, f- at first just because of the, the strange selection. You'd think it would be all Telltale titles or like all the big licensed titles. you get a little bit of a mishmash here.
2: Well, and I'm just wondering. Cause we talked about this briefly beforehand, but maybe it's because the ones that are staying, they've already worked out a deal where, mm-hmm. like, 2K will just absorb Tales from the Borderlands and start getting the pay payments from that or whatever. Since, because mm-hmm. Telltale's gone, as you mentioned, they can receive nothing. You know, it's over. Yeah. They're gone. They cannot receive money any longer. So maybe there was some kind of agreement or a little like micro buyout to help in the down. You know, the the out. Where oh, okay, 2K yeah. said, hey, here's some money to help shut everything down and pay off the bills you need to pay. We're going to take Bo- Tales from the Borderlands back, and hence why it can stay on the store, because now 2K's back in possession of it, so they can mm-hmm. keep selling it, because your money goes to a company, not just some weird ether or whatever <laughs> it would have. <laughs> here's money,
1: Steam. Okay, yep, we'll Steam. take that.
2: Thanks, we'll hold on to that. Mm. There we go. <laughs> and maybe the ones that didn't, like Monkey Island, are, are because... Uh, they couldn't work out a deal, or couldn't find anybody to talk to to work something out, or you know, or they were just like, "Nah, we're not interested." You can just let that title go.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, it's really strange to think about because it's not like Telltale owns these IPs; no. they just have the licensing to make a game featuring it. So maybe, like you said, maybe those IP holders just went, "Ah, uh, we don't want anybody dealing with that." Or I mean, it's ours, but we don't have the rights to sell this version of it somehow, or whatever it is. That, I just thought it was really
2: weird. I got to think it's they don't have the right to sell that version since Telltale's the one who made it, even though it is their own IP. So Telltale would have had to be like, either A, just give it back to them, say, yes, you have and sign-over paperwork. I don't know how that all Mm. goes, saying you can have it, you can do whatever you want with it. Or they were like, hey, you know, do you want to buy back your Monkey Island Telltale experience? And, you know, no? Okay, then all right, we'll let it die when we finalize all the paperwork and everything goes under. Or
1: it'll just stay down here until... You know how it usually is when companies go bankrupt, like auctioning off the assets and the licenses and mm. all that. So I'm sure these will come back, but depending on who who picks up the pieces, picks which, it up. which vulture snatches it up.
2: <laughs> Maybe we should, Matt. Pull out some of that third shift money, buy like Monkey Island or something.
1: Let's do it. I'm down with that. Let's, and then yeah, I would actually it play it because I would buy it and give money to myself and it would be great.
2: Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but hey, speaking of things coming back, there is some good news in this story. We talked about Walking Dead going down, but it may be coming back and may have additional content added onto it. What the hell am I talking about? So, all the previous seasons of Walking Dead went down off of Steam. You can't buy them anymore. And everyone knew as soon as Telltale went down, they said, hey, we're not working on the last season of Walking Dead. You get two episodes and that's it. We're shit-canning those episodes three and four. But now they're coming back. Work on Telltale. The Walking Dead resumes with many original developers, says the story on The Verge. Apparently, let's see, what is it called? Apparently Skybound Games, which is owned by the actual dude who made Walking Dead the comic, Robert Kirkland, and it's more of kind of like a publishing house. From what this story says, anyway, they've absorbed a ton of the former developers from Telltale, obviously not the whole crew or anything, but they're going to start working on episodes three and four of the final season of Walking Dead, finishing those out, getting them out and viable to people, and you know still under the, the whole season pass thing that they had originally with the original version of it. And they said because of this deal, and it totally makes sense if it's Robert Kirkland behind it, he's going to be wanting to scoop up that Walking Dead license, like we were just talking about, because according to the article, part of this deal is that those former seasons of Walking Dead will be coming back on Steam. So that's all good news all around if you're a Telltale Walking Dead fan. It doesn't get much better than that.
2: Well, it is indeed good news because it's such a, a, a good video game, first off, and then secondly, it holds like a, a spot in media and mm-hmm. just time. Yeah, you know, this was a talking point for years, and everybody constantly was waiting for the next *Walking Dead* mm-hmm. for *Telltale*. You would hate to see that just drop off and not get picked back up, or get picked up and just ruined or done. You know, something done just just stupid to it.
1: Because if if some other house got a hold of it and didn't have *Telltale* people behind it, even if you finished it, it wouldn't be right. It'd be like finishing like Robert Jordan's last book of his series. You know, I mean, yeah. how could you do that? Yeah,
2: how'd that turn out?
1: I don't know. How did it turn out? I don't know. I
2: I thought it was only okay, but a lot of people said they loved it. Whatever. Jury's out.
1: Those people are not the point I'm making right now.
2: (laughs) My opinion is that it was okay, but not great. Uh huh. So there you go. That's what would happen. Telltale's Walking Dead would maybe be okay and not great, Uh and then you'd leave (laughs) that series, which you love and you enjoyed, Mm -hmm. with just this, uh, meh, okay, I guess. I, I
1: guess it was better than nothing.
2: Yeah, exactly. You don't want that. Mm-hmm. You don't want that. You'd rather just re- either remain a mystery forever, unknowing and sad, or get the guys and gals back together and do it the right way, which is exactly what Kirkland's doing. Mm-hmm. So props to him for sure, because that's got to be a, a task un, unto itself. You fire a bunch of people, you throw them out to the wind, you tell them to go poop off, and then you somebody else comes running, and going, "Hey, hey wait, 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 hey, you want to come back? I promise, it's good, it's good. No, mm-hmm. hey, 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 I know, I know, it sucks. Come on back, come on back." <laughs>
1: But, I mean, hey, good for those people that got scooped up. I mean.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's just nice that they even came back, period, you know. Well, yeah, that's Because I'm true. sure some obviously moved on and can't come back. I'm,
1: I'm sure some people took their Walking Dead notebook and threw it in a trash fire and just went, F***
2: this company, oh, yeah. F- that game. Oh, wait, exactly. I, can, I can
1: finish it? Okay.
2: <laughs> oh, crap. I threw all my notes in there, but oh well. Mm. We'll figure it out.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sure, big company like that, the storyboards have to be just on the wall anyway. So you just got to go take a picture of the wall, and then there it is. True. Everybody has right.
2: the notes on that one. I guess you're right. All right. They're not gone forever. They're not starting over. It's all there. <laughs> Fine.
1: Now I will say, dialing back to what you said when you were talking about, well, you know, either it's finished or it's like lost forever to memory. As someone who really loved seasons one and two of Walking Dead, I still haven't played the third one, let alone the f- the final season. When it all shut down, I was like, oh, man, bummer. It's not going to be finished, but... I kind of liked where my head was going from season 1 even before I saw season 2 and I was like, oh, that I mean that's okay, but I wanted it to be this. So I I was still in that like ha- happy in my brain in my brain of what what am I trying to say? Happy in my like head <laughs> like yeah, canon verse like we always talk mm-hmm. about.
2: you were happy with the fairy tales you envisioned for your own characters.
1: Exactly. So I mean, I'm I'm happy that it's coming back because people who want that closure, you're going to get it now but I was kind of happy with no closure and now it's going to have to be officially that way. So like Clem's going to die at the end or Clem's going to do this thing and I'm like my Clem wouldn't do that thing and they're like well this is the canonical ending you jerk and I'll go oh man.
2: Exactly. So no matter what, I got to find the ending and then tell it to you so that way you cannot have an imagination anymore. Uh, so that I, way I can for sure say nope. No. She said,
1: no, "No see I've I've <laughs> I've forgotten endings before. <laughs> I've said, that's not what happened. This happened instead. And I go, yeah, that's better. Mass Effect 3. That's My shepherd just curb stopped the whole galaxy, and she's the queen. That, that's that's all it is.
2: Well, there you go. You know what? You There's can make no little holographic
1: own. boy. Pff, no, nothing. No, she, she rules the universe right now.
2: What do I always say, Matt? You say something enough, it becomes reality. So there that's you right. go. That's exactly what you're doing. And you know what? If that's what you want to do, that's fine. I do it too. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) There
1: we go. So after that crazy, wild, weird tangent, Telltale Games went away. Walking Dead's coming back. You're getting some closure. I'm in it on a good note. So, yeah, that pretty much wraps up our talk about Telltale and The Walking Dead and how it went away, and it's coming back. And, hey, that means it's time to wrap up the show.
0: Imposters Wrap Up.
1: So what do you guys think about Telltale and all the weird licenses and Walking Dead coming back? What do you think about anything else we talked about on the show? What do you think about Nazi horrors? What do you think about Pokemon Go? Are you Team Pikachu? Are you Team Eevee? Are you Team Rocket and you just want to blow up all the Pokemon or whatever it is they want to do, put them on a rocket ship and send them out to space? Let us know. You can contact us via email at info at thirdshift.me. You can tweet at us at thirdshiftme, and you can find us on Facebook under Third Shift.
2: Oh, you can indeed. And you know where else you can find us? Good old Patreon. Head on over there. You say, oh, man, these guys and gals are so awesome. I want to throw them a buck. You know what? Treat it just like a tip jar. Consider giving us a dollar, five dollars, one thousand dollars, one million dollars. We're telling you. I think it was taken out. I didn't see it in there. But we used to have a really cool... Patreon, hey give us like a million dollars we open up a food lion it, however still food lion there. blocked us is it still there
1: it's still okay. there i edited piggly it wiggly? to say that no no it's not piggly wiggly okay. it's gonna be the best food lion because fuck those guys for blocking us on twitter yeah.
2: they they we were blocked by food lion i don't know if they just did it on accident or don't really want us to open a store but you know what you give us a million bucks and we're gonna do it anyway
1: that's right <laughs> And they'll be like, you can't use our trademark, so we'll just like draw a lion on the wall. We'll get Danny to draw a mural of a lion. And,
2: and then it, we'll spell it like the, or, you know, we should just not even say the best food lion, man. We should just say food lion, but like double D. Well, see or what like I was going to say. Like double gonna, N. I was going to say lion. like
1: food, like F-U with the umlauts. Fu, feud lion. Oh
2: food lion. Food <laughs> lion. Perfect. So if you like that, hey, get on over there and throw us a couple bucks. We appreciate it. It helps keep the lights on. And if you can't, we understand. You know what? you got to pay bills. Christmas time's here. Blah, 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 blah. You can also support us by giving us likes on the old Facebooks, the Twitters, all the other places. Five-star ratings on iTunes. You can come throw us questions, feedback of any kind. We love it. It feeds our souls and it keeps them strong and it makes us so we'll never become a five-star rating on some other crappy, stupid podcast. Whatever it is. They're not crappy. It's fine. Just whatever. We won't become a five-star for some other podcast and or show. They
1: don't deserve a five-star rating, though. So they do suck. Unlike us, who is awesome, who deserves all the five stars.
2: Dang straight. So there you go, everybody. Friggin' wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) And hey, what else is wonderful? Us being back in your ear holes
1: on the 11th of December with our very next episode. Because this podcast drops every two weeks on Tuesday. And when we're back in your ear holes that Tuesday, you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And I think that's pretty much all. I don't have any other. Danny's got to put us up on like Pod pod Player now. So I can like some really long one, like a Chinese one. So I have to say Mm -hmm. that enormous name. So get to work on that, Danny. Perfect. (laughs) But if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out in the meantime, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it.
2: Indeed we do. And we appreciate those five-star ratings. I tell you guys and gals all the time, we need them. We love them. It feeds us. Do you want to see that shine in my eye? Do you want to see that sparkle in Matt's teeth? Yes. Well, we need, we need those five-star ratings. See? Ching. He's got a sparkle right now. So feed us, Seymour. Feed us. I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh, and with that, there's nothing left to say, Matt, but... Don't forget to to save, Seymour!